Welcome to the Peach Pit Fitness Podcast, part of the Think Fit, Be Fit Podcast Network, where we put the power of dynamic fitness back in your hands one mental rep at a time. Effective thinking for potent fitness. Welcome to the Peach Pit. I'm so excited. Meredith, we're back. We're back. I'm so excited too, Jen. Oh my goodness. Yes. So we had to take a little break, y'all, because the holidays, I got my computer stolen and we didn't have an episode recorded. And here we are on a brand new, whatever this is, wonderful uh, laptop. And I don't know, all kinds of new year vibes. Yes. I'm bringing on in 2022. Yes. (laughs) So much promise. Yeah, I feel that. And, you know, this topic is also really fun for both of us. I think it's fun for me because there's just so many options on this particular machine. And options for me means exploration, which means fun. (laughs) Absolutely agree 100%. So our pick of the month really is the Smith machine. I think. Most people have heard of it that have opened up uh, some type of fitness magazine. They've definitely, it's definitely on the YouTube algorithm for people that like lunges and squats and hip thrust. So, you know, naturally, it's just a wonderful topic for our Peach Pit podcast. What is also interesting is that how this machine's in like every gym, the apartment gyms. Mm. The big box gyms, the little box gyms, whatever, boutique, not really boutique, but definitely um, even the mom-pop gyms, like the one that I go to, which is, you know, a single one-off. And I don't know. So why are you looking forward to this uh, Smith Machine breakdown? Well, I'll tell you, Jen, <laughs> I, this, there's so much around the Smith Machine, positive and negative. So anytime a piece of equipment gets vilified or condemned by people, I immediately want to explore that Mm -hmm. and, and just try to shed light on where is that coming from? Because like you said, you can definitely find videos on YouTube with people just like demonstrating exercises. This is how I use it. This is what you could use it for, et cetera. But then you also have a group of people, a group of videos that you could find where it's like, this is the worst piece of equipment. Don't ever use this piece of equipment. It's a, you know, basically completely bashing it. So Mm. that always gives me pause because let's fully understand it first Let's try to like really understand like why it was invented, how it has been modified, how we could modify it for our benefit. Who could this be beneficial for? When, in what circumstances could it be beneficial for them? There are so many different ways to unpack it, which makes it kind of a big topic because, um, you know, we discussed even doing like lower body versus upper body exercises because there's so much variety and you see people using it in multiple ways. Yeah. So that's why I'm excited about it. Yeah. I mean, the sheer utility of it that you could like as a a trainer and a program writer, you possibly could write a program if they just have this one machine. You could. Yeah. Absolutely. But that's only if you like understand all the items you just said, you know, have a respect for them at least. Exactly. Like I just think, right. Sometimes we get so caught up in what something isn't 
and what mm-hmm. something can't do or comparing it to something else. Like a lot of people want to compare it to a free weight squat mm-hmm. if we're using it for squatting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when we do that, when we try to be like, well, that's not that. Well, you're right. It's not that. But what is it? What can it be? What can it offer us? Yeah. I mean, and like, first off, you know, it's it's fun doing this research, Mm -hmm. but also infuriating at the same time because of what, you know, those things you just said, like people having like absolutes and these, you know, opinions that I don't know. It's like, it's really futile. Like, like you know, it's a really strong stance on a piece of equipment that is so versatile like this is, oh, wow. What, what, a, what, I, I, that's what I mean. Like futile. It's like a waste of energy. Yeah. Like this is a great opportunity to separate like what's objective versus what's subjective. Mm-hmm. And like with any piece of equipment or any type of tool we use for exercise or even like exercise trends, like you've, we've talked about in the past, there's going to be my subjective feelings. Like I may like it for this reason and I may not, but like, I'm just one person who, if I look at it objectively of what it has to offer and yeah, who my clients or who might be using it, that might change. Yeah. Whether exactly. I like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> whether I like it or not. Exactly. You know, if we, when we think about this in the context of it being a trend, I'd say it definitely is a trend because as we all know, like the peach is hot right mm. now. And <laughs> You know, there's one subculture, subset of uh, exercise enthusiasts that have really been using this piece of equipment, which are like the fitness and bikini competitors that comes Mm -hmm. to mind. Well, I'm also like, you know, my gym, like that's, but that's the majority of the people that you'll see on the Smith machine, which now there are two of at the DMV Iron. I'd say it's also trendy because of the, you know, the sheer fact that this piece of equipment is literally in the United States, like in most gyms, I'd say. And then, and then I'd also say it's trendy because there's again, like so many videos. Um, Although I looked for a podcast on Smith machines and Mm. we are pioneers, my friend. So I mean, I already felt that, but (laughs) yeah, yeah. There's, and which is, which makes me think of something bigger about like the whole, like, the entire conversation around equipment and exercise is that, you know, if we don't have the opportunity to like show them via like an audio presentation, like we are doing, it seems worthless to most people, but it's not, you know, we have, there's so much to learn. And so I don't know. I hope you guys get a lot out of this episode because it's very exciting for me and Meredith. It's exciting for me too. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So let's get into the nature of this machine and, you know, where it came from. Okay. So I'm going to refer to you on this. Okay. Well, so if we look at the history of this, this has been around for a while, since the 60s. So it originated from Jack Lane who we know as being a a pioneer, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, definitely like a fitness heavyweight in the cultural scheme of things. And he schemed up. He also invented the leg extension machine, which I actually (gasps) need to go back and look at. Well, I need to go back and look at that because I think I have an image of a Smith machine, a leg extension that was like from the early 1900s. Yeah, But the book I was reading was saying that he had, maybe he had his own prototype for a leg extension. Anyway, he and his friend, Rudy Smith, 
he was like writing on a napkin, drew out uh, like a kind of a prototype of a Smith machine. And Rudy Smith said, do you mind if I take this to my friend, Paul Miller, who, Paul, Paul Martin, sorry, who is like an engineer. And so Paul Martin developed this Smith machine and they couldn't use Jack's name because there would have been royalties involved. So they used Rudy Smith's. So it became the Smith machine. Now, Rudy Smith was like the club manager of this gym called Vic Tanny's, which was like everywhere back in the day. Mm -hmm. And so I think that was probably part of the reason why it got to be in so many gyms across the country was because Rudy Smith was the manager of all of these gyms. And now we see today, it's like you said, it's in almost every gym, whether it's a mom and pop gym or an apartment gym, part of the rationale is that it's safer because it has it's on this guiding rod it's you can lock it at multiple places along its path so it's not just this free bar the idea is that there's a little bit more safety a little bit more of a safety feature than just a regular free weight Mm -hmm. type of squat or Mm -hmm. you know whatever your exercise so that was kind of the history of where it came from but you definitely see it so like even like planet fitness often Mm -hmm. i think is exclusively smith machines like it's hard to find a squat rack in just like a free weight squat Mm -hmm. rack Mm -hmm. so i think there's that component Mm -hmm. you also like you said bodybuilders might use it more for hypertrophy and a lot of the people who kind of bash the smith machine seem to do so because they think it really is only for people who are have some kind of injury or if you're looking for hypertrophy, strength gains, like that kind of thing. But that if you are trying to be functional, mm-hmm. so that's a whole nother word to unpack, <laughs> but that it's, it, it's, there's no place for it, that it doesn't, it's not natural. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, again, another loaded word. So you have these like two or at least groups of people who are like very anti anything that would be like locked into a fixed path. Mm -hmm. And then you have people who feel they can benefit from it. Yeah. And I'd add another group of people who Mm -hmm. just usually end up dismissing the Smith machine are the people that they use it. And then sometimes they'll like, you know, overestimate that safety factor and load the machine up without, you know, understanding the forces, the natural forces at play. Mm. And then, but that's, you know, a part of the bigger problem here, which is, you know, fitness culture. It's either we use the piece of equipment or, or modality until the wheels fall off Mm. and, or overuse it. And it's just like, the best thing in the world. And then on the other end of that, you have complete dismissal of the modality or machine. And, you know, welcome to Peach Pit Fitness. Sit down at our table to learn all the options. Like that's (laughs) the whole point of this podcast is to like give you guys that ownership of assessing the details or maybe not even the details. You and I like the details. Assessing what's in front of you, assessing the options in just like a much more objective and gentle way. So, yeah, this reminds me so much of the idea of like, be be careful that you don't jump out of one box and into another box. Mm. Like, let's just open all the boxes. Let's Mm. be, be open to and and see like where it fits in. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be one or the other. It can be 
we can be a little more like open to the possibilities of all of these things, not just the Smith machine, but. Yes. So again, like, so let's go into one of those options and one of these ideas. And like, I think this can help people understand more about the function of it, which is, you know, is this a, is this a replacement for a barbell rack? Mm. Which like, it sounds like Planet Fitness even put into like their business plan, their operation. Yeah. And I think that was really from a safety perspective. I mean, I have to assume or like not wanting people to steal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, they're, or they slam the ground. Demos. Yeah. Yes. That's a big thing that they have there. Like, no, the cl- have you ever gotten clunk, the clunk alarm or whatever? Have you seen? I <laughs> never, yeah, never <laughs> stepped foot in a Planet oh, Fitness. No. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, well, you're missing out uh, on a cultural no, um, but yeah, I so right. So some people take it as far as to not even have that. But I think that for I, I would be curious to talk to them actually. Like I'd be curious to get it if there's a statement on why that is the case. So that's like a good thing to like assess, and you know that comes down to like the structure of the machine is you know. So let's go into like those like main structural points yes. of the Smith machine. Okay. So it is what looks like a barbell and it, I mean, it is, it's probably, I mean, also it's, there are different actual machines yes. that are it, called a Smith machine. Yes. <laughs> that feel different, but yeah. that even with like the standard weight bar is different. Mm-hmm. So it's typically not like a 45 pound barbell. Mm-hmm. It might be 25. Some of them are like counterbalanced so that that doesn't even feel like they're like, you almost have to pull it down if you don't have any weight on the sides. Cause it's yeah. Yeah. So I have access to three of these machines. Okay. They are all different. Okay. The one in our building is like you just mentioned, it has like the counter yeah. balance. So that might feel like you could kind of bounce it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Is yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Is like that a good way like to put it? Push yeah. it up and it would just yeah. like slowly come back down yeah. to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that's a design of that particular make. And then today, for the first time, you know, for just this episode, you guys, I went you know, I can't, off my regular exploring. path. Oh my gosh. I thought that that was like from a different day. Was oh, that-, that was, but there's okay. two, there's two machines at the gym. Okay. So the one I use today is Atlantis. Okay. Is Holy that- hell, heavy. Heavy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Was, is that angled? <laughs> um, no. Okay. Yeah. And the other one that I took the video on and I put it in my story this morning is a bit angled. So they have a vertical one, they have an angled one, and I don't remember many other details. I think the one, the angled one is the closest to, I think, the original Smith machine. What do you, what do you think? I'm just I guessing. think it was, I think it was originally created as a vertical. Uh, okay, okay. And then I think over the years, some companies have made an angled version. I think the amount of angled is typically five to seven degrees, depending on the company. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a seven degrees. Is so it's it's yeah. a lot. There was one at a former gym that I went to that mm-hmm. had a pretty severe angle. And I, it, it, don't, it, but again, it depends on what you're using it for. It might be mm-hmm. fine for certain things and you might not like it for other things. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So I think vertical or angled, that is one of the biggest pieces for me to figure, like I'm looking at and to figure out if I'm going to use this for a certain body part or exercise. Yes. And which way you might face mm-hmm. if you are using oh, yeah. it for angled, that might change. And it doesn't, 
it's not always set up the way that you'd think it would be. So like typically people want to face the mirror when they're, and if the angle is the opposite way, depending on what you're doing again, but like if you're squatting and you want it to kind of move backwards, kind of in line with your hips, as your hips are sent going backwards, then you'd want the angle to be going that way versus coming forward. But then there's implications in terms of wrist flexion, wrist extension of how you're going to lock the machine. Yes. So that's the next feature, I think, the the swiveling of the bar. Yes. <laughs> so yes. it functions as a safety feature because it, that's how it locks into place. And then the second part of that is, you know, there's a potential problem with with some people because of the lack of being able to control the swivel in mm-hmm. certain positions. I know if we want to do like a frog pump or a hip extension type mm. of exercise, yeah, that could definitely be a problem, especially if the angle is in the design of that machine. Yeah, A swivel, it could just catch you off guard as well. I think yeah. p- part of it is like um, the comfort level, like the more you use it and get used to how it operates and how what you need to do and at what point you need to do it, mm-hmm. you can kind of get better at those things and predicting you know, oh, when I'm at this point or when I fatigue at this, I I lose my concentration on like holding the swivel in the right place. Mm -hmm. So like sometimes that'll, and obviously if you have a trainer or somebody that can guide it for you and make sure that's not getting caught, but that's the thing is you don't want it to catch Mm -hmm. at an inopportune time when you're like not expecting it. And it's like, I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world, but it's just, yeah. I certainly don't like surprises in my set. I don't either. Yeah. (laughs) No, I want to just like be able to focus on the set and not have, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. Yeah. Especially if you have like any kind of weight on there, it can be, it can really, yeah, throw you off if it. Yeah. And then, so we have the bar swiveling is a feature of this. We have the path of motion, which is going to be aligned to that vertical or angled thing. And then we have the model of the Smith machine that has, what I don't know, what's the mechanism for the counterbalance? The counterbalance. Yeah. I don't know how that works. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not sure how that functions. That would be, int- and, and and maybe different companies, it's different for different companies, like yeah. the, I, some kind of like bearing okay. so somebody's gonna have to volunteer their smith machine for us to open yes yeah, so we can like dissect it yeah. yeah oh the other piece though that i really to, to me a make or break for the smith machine or whether i like it or i don't like it for a particular exercise or not but is the amount of friction that i feel and this has more to do with the maintenance of it i think there may be some companies where it they have a better structure they have a better like the pieces that make it up are higher mm-hmm. quality. So it's not a, as much of a factor, but I can't stand mm-hmm. friction where I don't want friction. So like, mm-hmm. that's the thing when you're dealing with a free weight, there's just no friction and that feels really good. And you get used to that. So, and there are Smith machines that I've been on that felt really good, but then there are some that I've been on where it just, it feels like you're pushing more weight or you're almost having to pull it down because of the friction, not because of like a counterbalance in the bearings. And that doesn't feel good. Yeah. I feel like with the exercise that I was doing today, you could really feel the friction at that change of direction. Yeah. Like, like, right. And that's, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like I want it to be challenging where I want it to be challenging Mm -hmm. and not, I want it to. Yeah. So if you're, if you're, it just might not feel as good. But I, yeah. again, I think that that's more specific about the the either the brand of the machine or the how it is maintained. 
Okay. Well, I'm going to give the, the Atlantis has a high, that would have a higher friction. Yeah. Quotient. Or something. <laughs> yeah, other, yeah. Yeah. Coefficient of a fr- uh, coefficient. Yeah. Of friction. Um, <laughs> so, so if you're going to start a program on a Smith machine, mm-hmm. I'd say you'd have to spend 20 to 30 minutes just kind of playing with it before seeing what your yeah. Smith machine has to offer you. Cause like you said, yeah. you have three different Smith machines in two different locations. And so each one of those you might like for something different. Yeah. And they put in that, that upper body version. It's like a seated oh. military press yeah, yeah, yeah. Ang- angling the other way. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, and that's the thing. So for, for the chest exercises mm-hmm. and more shoulder type of things, that was definitely one of the things that comes up is having that angling angled path. So it's more balanced over, it can come down over your chest and kind of balance up over your shoulder as you're returning to a starting position. Yeah. And I mean, as far as like my preference, I would prefer a a dumbbell setup to a Smith machine setup for my, my chest pressing. Okay. For upper body stuff for chest pressing. Yeah. Maybe not for overhead pressing. It's a little different because you can change your body position mm. under the bar versus like if I'm supine on a bench, you know, I can, you can get stuck. I mean, I, I know I could <laughs> um, get stuck in a way. Yeah. Well, and again, so I think it's an important thing to mention because you, you said it a while ago, not saying that you're, you, that you would do this, but if the idea is that I can really load this thing up because it's safer like we really have to be careful about that. Actually, one of the things I did come across was a lawsuit because um, somebody was trapped underneath of it and they died from the, I know that's a terrible thing, but yeah. like, and again, that could happen with a barbell too. Like we know situations where that's happened. So we always have to be mindful that we're lifting responsibly. Nothing is like a free pass to say, just load it up as much as you want and don't, be cautious and mindful. And, mm. <laughs> and if you're going to do something that's a little crazy, having a spot or having people around that can help you. So, yeah, a little bit of off topic here, off the structure of it. But if we go back to like the YouTube barbell, bro, <laughs> they really like to say that like certain machines like don't allow for your abdominals to activate and your core oh, to activate. Cool. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> And I think that's one of these traps you can get into again with this machine and a little bit too much trust in the Googling and yeah. Well, and yeah, what are, what are we, what are we using it for? Are you using it for your abdominals? Are you using it? uh, And, and if, you know, because it's true. um, If your goal is practicing being able to maintain a barbell over your feet and stabilize that. Mm-hmm. If your goal is that, then the Smith machine, like if, if all you ever did was Smith machine stuff, you when you go to a free barbell, it's going to feel different. That makes sense. That's mm-hmm. doesn't mean yeah. you couldn't still practice certain aspects of things on a Smith machine and then also practice certain aspects of things with a barbell. Totally. I, I in fact I would be very open to like a workout or a program that had both in one workout. Right? Yeah. I Absolutely. mean, I think that that's a pretty cool way to get multiple... Like, hold on, we'll be right back. 
<laughs> let's go try that. <laughs> no, but I mean, I think that that's, that's, and that's what's so like unfortunate, I think is when we like um, dismiss something completely mm-hmm. as being just wrong or bad or non-functional or there are so many things we're missing out on that it can offer. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to put my, my stake in the ground and like, just say the word functional or non-functional is mm. kind of gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm over it. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. I, I'm definitely over that. Uh, yeah. Um. So I think, did we miss anything about the structure? I think one of the things that gets brought up a lot is if you're comparing it to a barbell squat, there's not a lot of options for the trunk flexion. I mean, you know, you could set it up, but, and then the angled bars, like the angled setup is going to be different from the vertical setup in that claim in that regard. So honestly, if you hear somebody just kind of bashing it again for like not having the option of moving forwards or backwards, it's also like you and I in the, in the workup to do this episode, I think we named like 50 exercises, like lungy squat hip thrusty (laughs) um, (laughs) that you could do with a a Smith machines, you know? So one of the things I do want to mention, because I think the, the place where the Smith machine shines Mm. is that it, you don't have to balance the weight over your feet. So Mm. if I have a a free barbell, Mm -hmm if I do not want to fall over, have to keep the barbell placed directly over my feet. I can't move my trunk. I I can maybe move it a little more forward, but depending on how much weight do I, I can't really, if I want to stay more upright through my spine, Mm -hmm. I have to do it within the window that my base of support offers Mm -hmm. and the way that my particular limbs fold up. And that's different for each of us. So one of the things is, is so there are people who will do a free weight squat and like never really be able to feel their quads. They always feel their lower back because they weigh that they fold up. They have to lean really far forward or, you know, so a person that has that structure Mm -hmm. might be able to go over to the Smith machine where they don't have to balance the load directly over their feet, maybe shift their feet a little forward, may be able to maintain a more upright spine and let their knees and drive a little more forward mm-hmm. and be able to feel more quadricep stuff. So mm-hmm. even within the squat, mm-hmm. I have more options potentially to set up in a way to feel different things. If I want a more glute centered squat, if I want a more quad centered squat, if I want a more trunk focused, you know, front Mm -hmm. squat, but I can't really maintain this front squat position very well with just the barbell. Like to me, my options actually increase Mm -hmm. in a Smith machine as compared to a barbell squat. Yep. Exactly. Ah, yes. Opened up somebody's world. I mean, so so right. Like I, so it, it pains me to see people bashing it because then I just wonder, well, maybe you're just not seeing Mm-hmm. Or maybe you haven't met the client who really could benefit because like I hope, you know, there are people who really could feel things that they've never felt before mm-hmm. and work things in a way that where they do feel more empowered and like, wow, no, this is awesome. Like, I really like the way this feels. They, they, they couldn't feel yeah. with a barbell. 
I feel like there's another podcast out there that are like two chefs. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I can taste this good. Yeah. They're like talking about some cardamom with coriander. <laughs> yep. Weird ass, like ugly root <laughs> mushroom thing. <laughs> and they are just so upset that people like you know weed kill it instead right, of eating yes, it yeah it grows under cow poop but it's yeah. beautiful and it tastes so good how can you not ever experience yes. them yeah so that's the kind of joy we're trying to bring to your life <laughs> i mean i feel joy talking about it yeah. i feel a little freer than i did when we first started this conversation oh, so good so yeah, I did poll people on Instagram this morning. I said, okay, Smith Machine, love to hate it. It's for me. And then it depends. Mm, was what the, did they uh, say? Did you... What did I say? I said, not sure, comma, it depends. That, okay. was, the right, that was like the correct answer. Uh-huh. I can go look. Um, okay. I'll just, let it keep yeah, I'll yeah. Let it keep running. Yeah, we'll will you post it later? Post the results yeah. later? Okay. Because yeah. even uh, just a few hours, it's been up. It's almost even, you know. Oh, so, yeah. Interesting. See, so, yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah. Which, um, <laughs> yeah, I love it. And so I hope people keep commenting. And, yeah. You know, because we want to know. If we look over into like the whole other part of the, you know, exercise industry, we have research, strength and okay. conditioning. And there's, there's definitely, I don't want to say, there's more than a handful of studies that, have looked at the Smith machine and done um, EMG uh, type of monitoring to really ask these questions about core activation, quadricep activity. Yeah. And I mean, there is no, and, and, and this is just more, I think, fuel for our mission here. There's no real stance on this, you know, And some of the studies I looked at, there was just like no real significant difference between EMG activity and, you know, different squat setups. So the only one that really like stood out was when they're comparing EMG activity of quads and abdominals on a barbell squat versus a Smith machine squat. And honestly, if even if you don't get that, all that muscle activity, that's not a bad thing. Like I, you know, a muscle gets stronger from tension placed on it. And, you know, the more that you can, in my, you know, the more that I can focus on my particular areas, the more, I don't know, it's like the more focus, the more control that I have in the overall process. Right. And you know, I go to the gym for results, like, and well, and fun and family. And like, it is it's just like such an important place for me. And so for me, having exercises that are within my control and like being able to, you know, predict the outcomes and all that stuff, those are the things that are important for me. So it doesn't, the whole, this whole thing here that I'm trying to say is yes, there are research, there are claims based on research, but on the bigger picture of research being done with EMG or electrical activity and the Smith machine, there's no real consensus. So, I mean, it, it's not not worth your time, of course. It's always interesting to see how these things are set up and if, you know, somebody can continue to do work on it to you know, probably help, you know, some group of people, but 
the things that take away from our critical thought when it comes to exercise, you know, I, I, I'm just like not going to point people in that direction to actually help them with this longevity piece that you and I are so dedicated to. But I feel like what else did we not cover on the Smith machine? Um, I think we hit on a lot of different points. We definitely didn't go into like, well, much um, in terms of like specific exercises, but Mm -hmm. I mean, we mentioned several, but, but uh, to your point of just like exploration and like what is fun about going to the gym and sort of having that be a regular part of your life, Mm -hmm. like it's so fun to explore these things mm-hmm. and to have other machines to, so like for somebody who wants to make fitness and health and exercise a part of their life for the rest of their life, mm-hmm. being open to equipment and what it can offer you can like be a whole other chapter in this whole story of how, of your exercise relationship, mm-hmm. you know, of your exercise journey. So instead of discounting things at face value, the exploration and the finding joy and like what something has to offer, I think is an important piece of like wanting to continue to go back to the gym on a regular basis. Yes. Ching, ching. (laughs) What's your favorite? If if you just were, what's your favorite exercise to do in the Smith machine? I was going to, I I will tell you and I'll tell everyone, but the, the thing I was going to point to was if the audience I mean, you and I could definitely go further down this path of like looking at exercises, mm-hmm. but I think we need feedback from our audience to okay. be like, tell us, you know, yeah. because we could look at, we could definitely look at deadlifts. That's, I think that's one of my, I'm very fascinated with the deadlift, a hip hinge yes. set up on the okay. Smith machine. Okay. I really uh, like yeah. a one-legged deadlift on the Smith machine because yeah. you don't have to balance Yes. And, uh, and you get the, uh, a nice lengthening for me. I, I do love deadlifts, but I need wraps. Mm, if I don't yeah. have them yeah. that day. Like that's going to be a better option for me mm. too. And okay. So I, I like one legged squats, not mm. necessarily split squats, but mm-hmm. I like to be able to do a, a single leg mm-hmm. type of s- squat exercise. And yeah, I mean, it's a really nice place for me to be able to get quad and glute and and it, it it seems to go for me like really nicely with a leg press, a squat, and it kind of just fits into like that tempo that I like when I'm okay. in because if I'm doing a leg press, I like being into like a six to eight rep range, work up okay. to it, <laughs> not jump onto it. And so like then like the Smith machine like offers just a nice it's a, it's like a different metabolic stimulus for like okay. that setup for me. But yeah, I would like to like I'd like to explore some deadlifts, but that I haven't done that much. What else do I like to do on there? I used to like to do isometrics on there. Oh, cool. Um, That's full, fun. In a, in a hip deadlift position. Okay. Just, you know, doing isometric contractions at a lengthened position for the hamstrings. I'm sure there are certain models, but like block it from the top. You know, you can like, there are often yeah. ones where you, they have different ways to block it from the bottom. Like yeah, so you, you don't want to push it up under. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that would be so cool yeah. for like isometrics. So yeah, I guess I, yes, exactly. And the one in my building has that. 
And then, yeah, so I do like them for isometrics. I haven't explored like the hip extension, like on a mm. bench prone exercises. Yes. Um, and then I haven't explored them for hip thrust either. I love them for hip thrust. Yeah. <laughs> I, that is, I am, yeah, all so about that. But that is would that your really, number one? Like that coupled with like a, like a hip, like a glute hip circuit of like hip thrusts, one-legged deadlifts, and like a prone, not frog pump, but like extension thing would be kind of a cool... Wider. Yeah. Maybe a little wider, just like focusing on the, like not trying to put my feet in that position, but like... Yeah. Well, I'd like to watch you do that. I'll give my picnic basket. My only issue is like, so I get... I might be like the laziest person, the laziest workout person. I swear to God. Um, because then I'm like thinking, okay, well, if I have enough weight on there for the hip thrust, then I've got to take the weight off to do the one legged deadlift. And then I go, what weight am I going to? Yeah. Yeah. But if I could have like three Smith machines right next to each other and just have them all set up, can we yeah. make that happen? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's like a, a badge of honor to say like, this, this is the end product. This is the outcome. And I'm lazy. I, <laughs> I, I swear to God that like, um, yeah, that's why. Yeah. I, I, I'm oh, going to, yeah. Maybe I'll write a book called like, yeah. <laughs> the laziest workout person. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I think it's like, I think people would be curious about that because fitness for consumption is always using the word efficiency. So yeah. We could just be like, no, we're lazy. But well, we do we do the mental work on the other side, so it's not that lazy. Yeah, I mean, I and efficiency is such a uh, yeah. That would be a whole other episode too, because <laughs> like I would love to talk about efficiency and all the different ways we can imply that and what that can mean for workouts and things like that. So, mm, all right, let just me, food for thought. Yeah, that is. <laughs> I'm gonna grab the the poll and see where everybody's at. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we're back to our poll. We had 18 people and re- respond to it. It's just been up for like four hours. So that's pretty good. Le- the least amount is Smith Machine. Love to hate it. Ah, okay. And I, I, I let it, you know, some people might interpret that as like they like the punishment right, 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 of, right. of yeah, going hard. Yeah. I thought of it more of an R context as, you right. know, there's just a lot of haters. <laughs> and then our highest response was what I put as like the green one, the correct one. It depends <laughs> or not sure. Okay. Because I feel like if you're in that category, you're just open to listening. Yeah. Right. Especially yeah. if you're going to answer it. <laughs> sure. And then the least one is just yes for me. Okay. Okay. So, there aren't very many people who just said yes for me. Correct. Okay. Which it sounds like, you know, where where my Instagram is in a in good company. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're all we're open to thinking. Yeah. No, I was right? gonna say like yeah. you're you have definitely have people that are yeah. curious and open to exploring for sure. And then somebody answered the sticker. What did he say? Smith is good. I like it for hip thrust, presses, split squats mostly. Okay. I, cool. I like yeah, it. Good. I like um, it. I think so, that. Yeah. All right. I love that. So for the audience, if you guys like reach out, let us know if you want us to go into a certain type of exercise on the Smith machine. 
feel like I've already talked us into it. (laughs) (laughs) I would Um, love that. I, I think that'd be cool. So then our, our fun little segment, this whole thing is fun, but our cherry on top fun is our throwback item, which is going to be the great Jack Lane, <laughs> the inventor of the Smith machine, which is, I don't know, it's just so awesome. So I don't know. Do you want to start or I can start? I found a quote and I'm yes, definitely putting this on the Instagram feed. Yes. Oh, this is just beautiful. The only way you can hurt the body is not to use it. Jack mm. Lane. Oh, yeah. I like and, that. And so for me, when I go back to the 90s and I think about Jacqueline, I also think about my grandmother who was an avid exerciser. She had blood infusion induced diabetes back when that was a thing. So her, it's kind of like a thing of the past now where people get diabetes from blood infusions. So it ends up kind of, it ends up being like an autoimmune condition. So she had gotten diabetes from the, her uh, youngest son during the birth. Wow. And she had a blood infusion and she ended up with diabetes. Oh my goodness. So she was an avid, avid exerciser and a swimmer. Okay. And so I know Jacqueline for his like swimming and that she kind of sold me on him as this like big bird character in my life. Like he's like the spokesperson <laughs> for lifting weights and doing swimming and running and just like, you know, eating vegetables and juicing. And so she was, I think she kind of followed his stardom. Okay. So I have really wonderful memories of him and that probably has, you know, still has its imprint on me for sure. I would say. And, you know, we, I think as a whole, we're going to, we can learn a lot from his story. He was on infomercials. He was on, he had, he had a couple movie runs, I think. He had a television show that lasted a really long time. And he died at 96. Wow. And then, of course, the juicer. I, you know, I was really into infomercials when I was a kid. Okay. Which, Do you remember <laughs> him on infomercials? With the juicer. With the juicer. I don't know if I remember that. <laughs> That's how I remember him. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. <laughs> so yeah. What are your throwbacks for him? Well, I, you know, like you said, I mean, he's such a, a giant in the fitness industry and was so popular. And I don't even think I really understood like how popular and how ubiquitous he was. He was really responsible for a lot of the different like inventions and pushing, you know, like one of the first people to come into people's homes, be on television, mm-hmm. espousing, you know, the benefits of exercise and wellness and health. And, you know, he himself grew up as being a like a pretty sickly child. Mm-hmm. He had like a lot of issues that he overcame through diet changes and weightlifting. And so I think he's such a a great figure that probably like we don't hear as much obviously about today. And, and so it was, it was cute though, like reading, doing the research for, for the Smith machine because Rudy Smith and he were good friends and Mm. their wives were good friends. And Mm. it, it sounded like they had like a real camaraderie. And I think that was part of my feeling too, was like, 
and he just seemed like he wanted to bring these options to people, like really try to create possibilities for people and mm-hmm. in the exercise space mm-hmm. when there wasn't a lot of that available. Like up until that point, when machines were being invented, people had plates that to just load onto bars. It wasn't like this variable mm-hmm. resistance, this like, how do we take something and make it expand upon what we already are doing in exercise. And so I think yeah. you really have to give him credit for trying to, you know, whether you like the Smith machine or you don't like it, to even try to create something that brings a way to another method to people as a, you know, as an exercise device is a Mm -hmm. pretty cool thing. And I think like this deserves a huge shout out is that really success for our health, like comes from the, the choices, the, the small little things that are presented to us every day. It's really not about like huge transformations and biggest loser type of excitement, really, because being healthy with in a lifestyle manner is not that totally exciting sometimes. It's just mm-hmm. about the little things versus like the the life-changing transformation storyline is exciting. If I'm at a grocery store, Well, I'd have to go to like a regular grocery store, man. Okay. So (laughs) I don't go to many regular grocery stores anymore, but that's not the point. The point is there's all of the magazines in the the line at Target too. Yeah. Where it's like, Amy lost 86 pounds. Right, right, right. And like, those are still there. And I'm not like upset about that, but I just don't think success is really about that. And I think Jacqueline Lane is like such a a symbol of the small everyday habits because if you listened to some of his stuff and that i i mean i went on youtube and watched some old well yeah. it was black and white i mean yeah. this guy was born in like the third you know like yeah the 20s he was <laughs> and he you know he really talked about eating vegetables every day he talked about eating two meals a day not that that's for everyone but that was that's very revolutionary in a way. Right, right. Back then, um, he yeah. talked about every day doing strength training. He talked about swimming or walking and the vegetable thing. He was all he was like the voice of reasoning for eating vegetables in our in my grandmother's house. Like that was like the thing. So I don't know. So and then he was also kind of known for like waking up really early and doing mm. a bunch of jumping jacks and push ups. Okay. <laughs> um, that was like like a caricature on his on the TV show. Like he was wait, it was like a waking up early thing. So anyway, so I think that like just deserves a huge shout out. Absolutely. And, and like the Smith machine, you know, when we talk about like pieces of equipment, like this thing can go in any single gym and multiple different types of people can use it. Meredith is just, Meredith just splashed up this amazing book with legit bodybuilders using the Smith machine. And it was just, you know, so it's like, it's just one of those things. It's, it's designed with a different type of body, everybody, you know, every body in mind. And like, when you have something like that at your disposal, you have so many choices at your disposal and therefore you're like setting yourself up for success in a way, you know? So, oh, so I, I, 
I think Jack LaLanne's just a heartthrob. So he, you know, <laughs> he's our he's our honorary spiritual advisor. Oh, I love that. I love that. <laughs> I want to look up his birth chart. Yeah. Oh, that's such a great idea. I, I know I'm I like do this often. Um he's a Libra. Is he really? Shut yeah. Up. When's his birthday? Hold on. It's September 26th. Oh, uh, okay. Capricorn Moon. Oh, loves the hard work. Here we go. (laughs) go. Um, Does it have a time? Time is unknown. Born in 1913. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. This website's not something I use often, so I can't totally read his chart. But Moon and Capricorn. That's I, I that makes so much sense to me now. He's got a lot of aspects to Saturn, which is going to make you oh. a hard worker. You know, it's yeah, like absolutely. anything where you have a lot of Saturn, you have a, a you know, you know that work is part of the journey. So, I don't know, those are my takeaways. He's our spiritual advisor now. Okay. He um <laughs> at 40 he swam swam the length of the Golden Gate Bridge underwater in frigid 55 degree water yep. wearing 140 pounds of scuba gear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's another incident where he did like the Alcatraz swim Alcatraz. with like, handcuffs. Wait, yeah, what the <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. All right. Yeah. Yes, he gets the award today. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Wow, so, that. anyways, I think that's an awesome way to wrap this up. That was <laughs> so fun. And again, audience, let us know what you think we should dive into here because it's so fun. And there's so many options. Like there's there's no really stumping us because we will dive into it. You know, we'll just we just might have more questions instead of yeah. just saying, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's like the enemy to our to the the healthy outcomes is just dismissing something you don't know much about. And I will die on that hill. Anyways. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for a great episode. And thank you guys for being here. Catch us on socials, of course. And, you know, if you want to pop into our live and and talk about your Smith machine victories Mm. or miseries, we're here for it. And anything else? I think that's it. I'm excited. I w- I'm excited for the live. Hear what people come up with. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll, we'll see you guys then. Have a good one. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of the Think Fit, Be Fit podcast network. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. If you're interested in further resources, check out the show notes or visit our website, thinkfitbefitpodcast.com.